What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. You just don't know when to give up, do you? I could do this all day. The Matt Sodnikar Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. This is Matt Sodnikar. I'm here with two good friends of mine from the improv world, uh, Rick Holt and John Zarnicki. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for making the time. Thanks, and, uh, thanks we're, for having us. Mm-hmm. Well, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually in Rick's recording studio, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, one of the things I wanted to start with was your journeys to improv. Like, how did you actually get to be on stage? And what was your path with that. Well, Rick predates me, so I'll let you go first. How how did I predate you? You were already in the room when I got in the room. Oh, then I did predate you. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, have I got a story for you. (laughs) Uh, So for me, this is Rick, by the way. And uh, from from your left to my right, it's uh, it's, uh, Rick and and John. But uh, um, this, this thing started... Wow, almost three years ago. Three yes. years ago, yeah. So I'd say three January, years January. Yep. yep, so January of Do the Math. Um, just there was a, a meetup group, and actually there's a, a, a guy named Chase who uh, has always been dragging me into these things. You know, it's like, hey, let's go play mud volleyball. Hey, let's go do this. Hey, let's go play in traffic. Hey, let's <laughs> let's let's commit a felony, you know. And, yeah, and this one was, hey, I found this meetup group, and it's improv, and uh, I tried it about 10 years ago through Colorado Free University and it uh, uh, it was good, it was fun, but just the group of people, it just didn't work out. Um, you know, it w- did a show and all that stuff and I was like, alright, so had my run, sounded kind of fun, you know, it's something I've always wanted to kind of do, because everybody kind of has that performer gene in them. And uh, this was just a way, hey, let's check it, let's just check it out. And so uh, I get there and and uh, there's a group of about six six people or so, and it's you know a cold January day. And uh, uh, to my right and your left, John is one of them. Was one of them that was there, and uh, just did it. Uh, met Grant and uh, did the first class, if you will. Uh, had zero ideas of what his intentions were or what his background was or anything like that. But at the end of the two hours, you know, I kind of look at Chase. Chase looks at me and goes, "That was kind of fun." Fun, you know, and he goes, well, you know, how about if we do it again next week? And it's like, all right, sounds good. Because leading up to that, horribly nervous. Yeah, just kind of, you know, just the unknown, just what's going to happen. What's, you know, are, are you going to make an idiot of yourself? Are you going to step on certain body parts? You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And just the the, for the initial experience was good and uh, um, just kept on coming back. And then uh, I think week eight changed everything. But uh uh, we can kind of get into that one a little bit later, but uh, just kind of whatever John's uh, John's story is on this one. <laughs> well, it's, it's similar and different. Um, uh, hello, I'm John. Um, I 
now that you said there was a meetup, it's true. I went to a, um, I did a running meetup in Parker, um, and just because I was at this kind of point where I didn't have a lot of social stuff, uh, married, have three teenage kids, but for myself, just something for myself, I didn't you know really have a, a any thought to do. So I did a running meetup group for a while, and that was okay, um, but it kind of wasn't my thing. There was a lot of singles in it, but uh, um, and then a. a, a, a a couple months later, right, I saw the um, meetup. I guess I was looking for comedy. I was like, okay, maybe it's not something physical. Maybe I'm looking for something that's more creative. And I looked up comedy and I saw this one and said, oh, improv. That sounds like a interesting idea. Um, I had never thought about performing ever. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I just wanted to be funny um, and thought it was internally funny. Uh, so, so I, uh, um, I showed up, um, I was not as terrified as everyone thinks I was on my first class. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's, these, there's, they, these, there's an that? urban, a couple of urban <laughs> legends that go around with, uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'll talk about it. What you want to talk about it? What? Well, no. Okay. I, I want to hear your version of it. Okay. Okay. So, but let me just kind of say that I am not a. So we're only fifteen or like five minutes into this. Yeah. This is exactly why I wanted to have yeah. both of you here together. So please well, let, me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish my. Let me finish my credentials and my introduction. I am a graduate of the Juilliard uh, musical comedy wing, which they shut down immediately after I graduated. Um, uh, no. No, I uh, performing in front of people, talking in front of people, at least um, maybe even a year before that was never anything I would consider doing. I'd be I'd be scared and embarrassed to talk to the hostess at a Denny's. Like I, there is no, I such an introvert did not want to talk to anybody. Didn't want to put myself out there. Would never want to public speak for God's sakes at all. Um, uh, so I, when I signed up, I really didn't know what I was in for. Um, but what Rick is, was was gesturing <laughs> wildly to is there's this story that Grant likes to tell. Grant is the director of our of our group, the Parker Players. Um, and I hate to I like I, I just like the story to go uh, to go as it is. I don't need to, to deny it or refute it. It's fine the way it is. But <laughs> the story he wants to give is I was so uh, intimidated uh, on my first day of class that they played the game Two Truths and a lie. Uh, the classic introduction game when you're ever in a new group um, where you uh, announce three facts about yourself as you introduce yourself and let the group um, try to decide or pick um, or investigate which two things I said were true and which one I inserted as a lie. Um, in the very beginning of class, Grant said, if there's anything you don't want to do, you don't have to do it, which is a safe space in improv. Um, you shouldn't be forced to participate in anything that you feel uncomfortable with. I have no problem uh, generating a character or becoming something or making comedy, but I do not like lying. I'm not a lying kind of person. So if it's a true thing I'm lying about, a true fact about me, I don't want to do it. So I, I didn't want to do it, not because I was intimidated by the exercise, but because I... I can't really, it's very difficult for me to come up with something that's an 
I'll out lie about myself or about something that happened. I'm just not good at it or comfortable at it. So I didn't do it for that reason, for this lofty, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, a conscious objector to, to, to perpetrating a lie, even if it was interesting, good fun. So I just wasn't comfortable with it. And that's the reason why I abstained from it, not because I didn't want to, didn't want to uh, talk in front of people. Um, yeah, I was intimidated for other reasons, but not, but that wasn't the reason I stepped out of that game. Oh, okay. Honestly, I did not. I, this is the very first time <laughs> I've ever heard the yeah. reasoning behind it. Yeah. You know? I mean, to me, it was just the optics of the thing, you know? And so right. it was like, you have and all, you were there. Oh, I was there. Okay. Oh, right. absolutely. I'm, I, I bear witness. Um, yes. This is the first day of what would be the park. Yeah. This players. is I mean, literally the first day, day one, day one of, I mean, it's a grand organizer threw it up on meetup and, and, uh, yeah, you, myself, mm -hmm. uh, Guido, Chase. Rick said in two choose and a lie, he had, um, I think 11 toes. Oh my gosh. On his feet that. and that you were a, a world, not world champion, but maybe some nationally recognized whistler. But I do not remember the third thing. Those are the two things I remember. Uh, no, the, the whistler part is true, mm -hmm. uh, but I do not have and 11 toes. You showed toes. your toes. And I did show my toes. Yep. My gosh, you remember I that. Remember that, that sure. is amazing. But like uh, a steel trap. But j just, j just, to, just to prove the, the, the other truth here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, let, the, uh, let the listeners know that he mm -hmm. just ate an entire sleeve of saltines mm -hmm. and he has nothing to drink. Uh -huh. So this what he's about to perform is going to be very difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nah, uh -huh. there you very go. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, honestly, dude, that's the first time I ever heard the, the reason. But and I can respect it. I totally can respect it. Yeah. You know, from the optics point of view, you know, I, you know, just kind of, OK, safe space. And, yeah, we get that. And, and it's true. It is very, very true. I mean, the the the, the safeness of the, the group and the concept is 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 sacred. I mean, it's, it's very important. Um, but it was just, you know, you kind of look around, kind of trying to size up people and doing all that stuff. And then uh, when, you know, when we did the two, two truths and a lie and John's going, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going, who the fuck is that guy? Oh, <laughs> this guy came in. Yeah. You're in an improv yeah. class and you don't want to improv? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Running club is down the hall. Exactly. <laughs> you want to. But it is. It's funny because the one of the first things he said, maybe less than five minutes before the exercise was, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to do something. But I think what he thought was like profanity or something lewd or something strange or something physical. And, and it wasn't, it was just, I didn't want to, uh, uh, not good you, at coming you, you up with You didn't want to lie. I didn't want to lie. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. I think it, I think, I think it's, um, says something about introverts. Um, you're an introvert because you don't want to deal with, um, who you are on a, real basis. Um, I bet I'm sure there are many comedians who are introverts. Um, I would say the majority. Um, but uh, being a comedian or being a performer, uh, you're not actually exposing yourself. You're exposing a facade. Um, so it's not as big of a deal. But if you're talking about who you actually are, what you really think, you know, mm -hmm. um, then then that would be a little bit um, intimidating. I still probably wouldn't do it today. And I'm a lot more loud mouthed and obnoxious now because I know the group really well. Mm -hmm. um, but I still don't know. I'm not a big fan of the um, uh, 
I don't know why it is. I just don't want to. It's hard to come up with a lie about myself. It's just oh. like that, that one, just that one scenario. I can mm-hmm. come up with a lot of other things. Sure. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I can be, uh, you, you can be very, um, uh, uh, you, you can you, you can false report as comedians do about what you think. You can be like, oh, I, you know, I, my kids are horrible, and my wife she's awful, and you know, da, 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 and my family is, you know, and then they, can, you know, of course, they can love their family, and they can make it kind of these yeah. jokes up like that. Um, uh, but that's uh, performance. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really ready to perform at that point. Right in that context. But anyways, look, let's just let the story go because it's more fun to kind of go with <laughs> no, I, no. that I that I I was I was so. Um, I, I was so nervous, but I, and I was nervous. I, I wasn't oh. nervous. I was nervous my first day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I wasn't, that wasn't the reason why I wouldn't do that. There's other, plenty of other games that mm-hmm. I did that day that yeah. weren't, you know, that people might think, well, do the two truths and a lie. That's the easy part. You know, these other games are kind right. of difficult. I didn't mind doing the other games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Because yeah. it was literally the very first thing mm-hmm. out the gate. Yeah. It's like, okay. All right. But then, yeah, after that, it's just like, yeah, fantastic. But, but yeah, I mean, just that, that first class was, was very, was, was pretty cool. I mean, is I don't remember the exact games that we did. Yeah, no, and, neither, you know, neither like, but um, but I remember just driving home, kind of going, "Wow, okay, I did good on that. I sucked on that. I could have done better on that." And you kind of you think of, you know, I don't know about you guys, but on the on the drive home, you're kind of replaying it in your mind, and that is, it's literally every class and every performance as well. Uh, for me, I'm just I'm just playing the tape over mm-hmm. and kind of going okay all right that worked maybe i should have done that or maybe i should have said you know just kind of retrospect sure. um but but you know there were there were some some weeks i was like going yeah yeah i don't know where that came from but that was beautiful you know or remembering what somebody else did i mean there's some bits that everybody has done as kind of going that was brilliant that was really effing good um so so anyway uh it was you know so it it, it kept us going back and kept us coming back and i i don't think it was until like week five or something like that because we just show up do our thing and then disperse you know show up do our thing then disperse and i think one one week uh i think it just i think it just kind of organically happened go, hey let's go out for drinks or something and and like two or three people said yeah sure why not and then you know it just kind of steamrolled from there and so so the the social aspect of it uh came into being about you know about fourth weekend or fifth weekend or something like that and it's and thankfully it's continued on to today because apparently and and i don't know you'd have to ask grant on this one but it sounds like you know the, the social aspect isn't really there when he was doing his improv stuff and i don't know i'm, I'm just speculating but when he was out in Chicago, um, you know, it's like it just sounds like he he does his thing, then goes home, goes to work, does whatever he does in Chicago, and does you know. So it's more just a internal discipline instead of a group discipline. Uh, so for me, the social aspect was is huge. I mean, that's I mean, I, I truly enjoy these group of people. I mean, just everybody brings something to the table. And yeah. It's 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 nice. Yeah, I know? agree. I think that um, uh, I didn't expect that either. I didn't expect it to be a social group. I, I, I don't know what I expected from it, that you would just go walk in a room for an hour, an hour and a half and just be funny, play par- basically the same kind of games you play at a party. Um, and then the party disperses and you go home and then the next week you do it again. So it's in itself, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but then when we really started, 
started to get to know one another as friends, it changed things dramatically because it's been right, it's been almost three years. Uh, uh, Rick and I have been friends since that, so you know, going on three years. But a lot of other people have been in for very long too, for years, um, and uh, and even people who who have only come in for the last say the last few months uh, when we go out or spend time with each other or have a party or do an event together. It's it we really gel really well. It's something about. Um, getting together because of comedy, because of creativity, uh, because of performing, that really brings people tighter together. Mm-hmm. I think you know you can count on each other to be uh, interesting. You can count on each other to uh, uh, you can trust one another because it's part of uh, uh, improv uh, troupe to begin with. Um, it just works. So that's you know we can talk about improv and, and comedy and uh, and I hope we do. But yeah, the other aspect is is mm-hmm. is just the the friendship between the group yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, really, a long lasting yeah. uh, uh, friendship. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a nice thing to happen yeah. that people can connect mm-hmm. and that they can yeah. find they can they can fall into one another mm-hmm. and and connect that way uh, much more than a casual friendship. You know, mm-hmm. to be good strong friendships. Yeah, yeah. No, that is true, and it's it's the the kindred spirit. It's the you know being a part of something greater than yourself and uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 fairly rare for me um, you know I never really did team sports you know in high school or you know a group or you know military or just you know um, you know every once in a while uh, you know a job situation you kind of have like-minded people gelling together and just kind of forming a bond uh, this one is you know it just that the common bond is is comedy the common bond is improv um, and you you know, and, and the thing that I like about it is just we're so diverse. You know, I mean, you and I are middle-aged white guys with with goatees, so we're the exception to the rule. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, just different backgrounds, different ages, different you know, just different everything. And you know, just you know, in in my in my closed-off little world, I normally would not meet people. You know, you know, with you know, a greater divert. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm talking myself into a corner here, but, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, just to be able to be open, uh, be more myself than, than, you know, putting on some sort of a sod or anything like that and having people respond in kind. Right. So we did, we did a, we did a game, um, in class, we 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 would finish with a lot of different games, and we finished with that game, uh, "Sex with Me" is like, or there's other kind of dating type games like that, and they got uh, extremely extremely perverse oh, yeah. to the fact where I would kind of look over my shoulder and be like, "Are we are we really getting away with saying things this this vile mm-hmm. to a group of people? You know, some of which I've only known for a few weeks, and some of which you know I've only known for a few months." Mm-hmm. And we're going home and and uh, telling my wife and saying. Uh, it's so weird to to say some of the things we say because it's um it, it just I you know normally like I said I, I was kind of introverted and just to to come out and say like these horrible vile things that come on your come out come out of your head just for the sake of comedy just for the sake of cracking people up you're saying it not to be not to be of course offensive but to crack people up to make them laugh. Um, 
it's that level, I think, that you're saying, if I can say these things to, to people around me and they can laugh about it, knowing that I'm making, I'm coming up with these ideas, knowing I'm doing it strictly for the point of making each other laugh without holding anything back, mm-hmm. without reserving anything, then you all of a sudden have as much stronger relationship. Mm-hmm. You, that, those walls, like you were saying, when you go out with work friends, oh my God, if my work friends heard one things we might, some of the things we say in, mm-hmm. in improv, they'd be like, you're fired. You're out. Now you're fired. But they'd be they'd be really taken aback. Let's you're just on say a list, that. True. You're on a list. You're like, <laughs> no, yeah, the no, government's no. watching you. But um, but but the fact that you're with these friends and with these people, you know, you can make any joke. You can say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be taken, um, uh, from from a focus of comedy. Yes. A focus of comedy, not an, uh, anything to be um, discriminating or or the, to debase anyone or do anything like that. But strictly mm-hmm. just, I'm we're, I'm coming up with ideas. I'm being creative, and I'm here to crack you up and I'm going to go dig as deep as I can anywhere and my walls are down mm-hmm. and we're having you know that uh, that is a closeness right there because those walls are those walls are gone and I think that's what is one of the reasons that the group remains strong um, mm-hmm. because you don't have to put up that front then, yeah. with one another when you see each other which that, is a very cool thing to have that is true because it's I mean it, it is it's very refreshing you know just you know because uh, and again I'm probably going to get in trouble with this one <laughs> but just just, you know, just you know, there's the public face, there's the public front, there's the work front, way, mm-hmm. work face, the work front. But you know, just sometimes the deep, deep recesses of your mind, you're just kind of going. Ah. Yeah. And, you know, but but I, I, I know, I, you know, I know my heart's good. I know your heart's good. I know everybody in, in, in the room, you know, in the room there, their hearts are good. <laughs> um, but we'll just say things like you said, just to crack people up. And it <laughs> there's sometimes that I'm kind of going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK. Next joke. OK. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's talk about the Irish for a little bit, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> but it's just a matter or comedy. I mean, it's not. Um, it is. I mean, it's just, sure. it is simply comedy. It's, it's not. Comedy. It's, it's not, not degrading. I mean, it, you know, the, the, I, just with everybody there, the intent is not for to be degrading, debasing, de whatever. You yeah, know? and I, even and I took maybe I took it kind of a um, to an extreme, saying that you know uh, we can be as as um, you know base or vulgar or whatever we want to be. Sometimes in jokes you make, it's not just that that brings it, uh, that opens that up. It's the fact that you're being uh, creative and exposing your creative side to one another um, that you wouldn't normally do in regular conversation. You wouldn't, uh, everything that you say when you're you're out with, uh, of course, at work or in a meeting or even having small talk around the water cooler or wherever you go, um, is certainly polite, certainly uh, inclusive, certainly um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're, it's very expository, right? Oh, what did you do this weekend? Well, I did this. I did rock climb. Oh, rock climbing. I always wanted to try that. Okay. And then just ends it. Right. But you wouldn't go, um, uh, you wouldn't be able to sort of, uh, take a journey, a creative journey with somebody. Oh, what if we did this with rock climb? I got an idea. Mm-hmm. What if we traveled to Nepal and then we, you know, we both got all the ropes, we got some Sherpas and we went on top of Mount Everest. We did this. You would never say that because you're not taking that trip with somebody. You're really just sort of tying up these little into a nice tidy box, uh, what your conversation is. And, and it's, it's very wonderful. And the fact that we can, uh, even in a work environment or at a Starbucks or whatever, we can, we can connect with one another, even at that level is a great thing. Um, but you're not digging deep into, uh, yourself into what, uh, into, you're not exploring your thoughts, your creativity, your desires, your feelings. You're not mm-hmm. exploring any of that. You can't, 
uh, while ordering a latte. But in, in with this other group, you can, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> you're able to you're able to dig a little deeper into what uh, what really drives you, what mm-hmm. really might motivate you, or something. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, I, I, that's one of the reasons this is a is, is a very good thing. I mean, it's a very good thing. I mean, think of, you think about it uh, about our improv comedy. You think about um, uh, guys who get in a garage band together, or even better yet, even perform, you know, in, yeah. in a band or, or, or do plays or um, uh, floral arrangements or anything or art or create jewelry or any, something. Uh, you're able to really... It's good for the soul to create. It's always good for the soul to create. And uh, improv is complete and utter creation. It is the mm-hmm. it is the it is the epitome, essence, the essence, epitome so. of creation. You walk into a room. You've got no props. You've got no funny hats unless you brought them with you. Um, you've got nothing but okay. Let's go ahead and create. Mm-hmm. Or if you're you're, you're you're you don't even have a pen and paper. You're yeah. just walking in and creating through through your thoughts and and. Um, and um, um, performing them in front of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Uh, it. It's it's a very cool thing, and I've wondered about that before, because if you're a writer and you're going to sit down just by yourself and your blank piece of paper and you're going to jot it down, um, uh, creation is, you know, what's close to close to being God. So you're, you're really, this is your soul. You're being able to, to, to dig into yourself find something that's not yet there and mold it, create it, bring it to life. Um, that's just by yourself. Now imagine if you had a room full of 12 people doing that um, off of one another. It's an amazing thing. It's a very cool thing. Well, something I've noticed <clears throat> in just in my short time in the group is that, first of all, everybody's been just incredibly friendly and open. And so just to you two, thank you for that. But what I've also noticed is that that supportive, that safe space and as you're telling that story, there was something that I couldn't quite put my finger on, but I did just now, is that while it's funny and we're not sarcastic towards each other, right. and there's no, mm-hmm. like you mentioned the dinner party, there's always somebody like, maybe there's one upsmanship or something like that, but that never happens with <clears throat> either in rehearsal mm. or outside of that because yeah. it would hmm. I think in some ways it would violate some of the rules of either explicit or unspoken rules of improv where that's not supporting each other right. if we're talking about whatever happens at dinner parties like right. Right. Just, and it, as you're saying that I was like that's what I've noticed about this we might poke mm. a little fun but it's always oh, yeah. very very good natured and it's not mm. ever mean spirited and yeah. it's just a very even in those moments it's just open and, and safe and, mm-hmm. and just Oh yeah. yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like, I mean, a, <laughs> a great example, um, you know, of what, what you mentioned and just kind of personifies it, uh, was just, uh, practice last week, not, not, not yesterday, but, uh, but last week. And then we did the, uh, the beastie rap and all that stuff. And I said, hi, my name is Rick. And, and Anna came back with said, <laughs> and he has a big dick and, and our host, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. What, what was the line again? I, I, I forgot that line. What? Well, that's all the time we have. <laughs> um, so, so it, it was something. If you know, if you don't remember it, I think I remember it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we'll let the listening audience, uh, Rick, Dick, and then you know. Um, uh, I will. I will throw it out there. Right. Something. Uh, it's the something rhyming word like was yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, but and, and it was one of those things like, what, what, what? And, and everyone, you know, what? And then, you know, that kind of broke up and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, that it's gone. But <laughs> then the next, uh, next, uh, next thing that we did are three line scenes where one person starts with a line, the second person, you know, throws in a line, and then the, then the first person ends it. And, um, and it just, you know, just from that, from that, from that little interaction, I was thinking, okay, let's have some fun with this one. And so I started the scene off, and I was pretending to lick a, uh, an ice cream cone. And, you know, just I say my line, I hand the ice cream cone to Matt, and Matt, you know, kind of does it. But it's it's one of those things. It's You, know, you wouldn't do that at work. You know, A, <laughs> you would not do that at work. But B, it was a safe enough space where, A, you know, it, Matt Matt said what he said, and then I, you know, I, I played off of it and he, and he played off of it as well and so you know th- that was the beauty even though you know it's uncomfortable you know I'm sure that you know some level of uncomfortableness you know once you said lick, lick is like oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. You need to put words back into my mouth but but That's it was never like, happened <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like you know all right it's set you know big BFD and play with it you know take you that as a as a running gag for next time. So, so. I, I so I kind of agree. And you were saying it's sort of, sort of a there's no one upsmanship. We just yeah. sort of it's a very it's a very safe group. And I think that the fact that you walk into a rehearsal room, for example, and you're able to make the jokes that mm-hmm. that, that Rick's saying. Um, you're um, you're you're already it's already understood. I think in the first class, maybe you have to you have to articulate it. But but now we know it's our it's it's understood. We're here to play. No one here is really making fun of of you know you or no one here is trying to one up you or take mm-hmm. you down or whatever. And at least I can say I haven't seen it overtly in the group after two and a half years. I haven't seen anybody really take somebody down and say, I think he's joking, but it sounds like he's really trying to hurt that person. (laughs) I didn't, I haven't seen anything like that. I'm sure maybe somebody might've quietly said something here and there, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't really seen it. Yeah. Um, And at least if they did, it's not, wasn't very obvious to me. So yeah, I mean, it is a, it is nice to to walk into something we are saying, like if you're in the office or in the coffee shop, you can't really set up these rules like hold on I'm going to talk to you about something that's very personal but you're not going to take it the wrong way because we're going to consider this a safe space where we can say that da, 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 da. You're, you can never set up those rules but when you walk into um, a rehearsal room rehearsal space that's generally understood we're here to throw ideas out mm-hmm. It's understood that some of them might stink. Mm-hmm. Some of them might make you look awful, mm-hmm. but you're throwing them out in general. You're hoping it exists for comedy. The other thing that I haven't seen, I, maybe somebody might say is differently. I don't know. But I haven't seen is I haven't seen anybody, um, again, overtly 
uh, you know, racist or, or angry or ill-meaning to the point where you're like, you got to stop making those jokes about X or Y. I think you're really trying to hurt somebody. I haven't seen that. And I think that that's kind of good, too, because I think in comedy, sometimes it might someone's real character might come out and you might be worried that they're that this is OK. We're not making jokes anymore. You really are. Um, you really have it against somebody or someone in the group or even somebody outside the group. So I haven't seen that either. So that's a that's a good thing, too, because oh, yeah. we get a group of comedians together. You want to feel that what they're saying is for the sake of comedy, of comedy. Of, of, exactly of, yeah. of comedy for good. And you want to. Yeah. You know what? It's just light racism. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. Yes. Some some Polish, some Polish people, some Polish people. My last name is Polish. Some Polish people might be a little offended. <laughs> it's just enough racism yes. to be funny. <laughs> It's just enough racism. You get T-shirts printed up. Yes, just enough racism to be funny. Yes. Um, yeah, and, if I, and and we have had we have had stuff like that. We have had stuff where we throw, throw things around, and we have fun figuring that um, you're making fun of the racism, not. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's very com- comedy. I mean, I goodness gracious. The more I've, I've thought about that, it's a very fine line. Oh, absolutely. But you're, but but you're you you you're, you. Um, I won't say anything, I won't say about our group because I don't think that's a fair statement to say. But let's just say comedy in general. Mm-hmm. If somebody makes a racist statement in order to uh, shed light. On somebody being racist, somebody makes say a Donald Trump. Joke. I'm not going to say Donald Trump's racist. That's up to you to decide. But um, but um, if if you, you shed light on some, you 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 characterize um, somebody that's uh, uneducated making a, a racist statement or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, doing that. You, it's a very careful, a very thin line. Are you are you propagating a racist statement? Right. Or are you trying to s- squash down racism by making the statement, making fun of racism? Think of anything, Saturday Night Live, anything like that. Right. Um, it, it, to me, it always seems obvious. To me, it always seems obvious that if you're, um, uh, it's funny making a, a stereotype of somebody making a racial stereotype, mm-hmm. um, where you're you're shedding light on somebody because you think that they're they're harming the world by their by their by their attitudes, by the right. racist attitudes or something like that. Mm-hmm. To me, it always seems very obvious. Oh, you're making fun of this person. You're saying racism is bad or this type of thinking is bad. And, and, uh, um, uh, uh, by, by using comedy as your venue, you're saying, you know, let's, let's, let's quit doing this. So let's right. quit supporting this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I, I have thought, well, if somebody looks at that statement, are they looking at that statement as you, um, you know, um, mm-hmm. propagating racism out into the world, uh, by making that comedy itself. So, Anyways, yeah, maybe we're not going to go it's in that direction. Line, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a tough one um, because you know I definitely don't consider myself a racist. I don't consider you. I don't. You know, I right, just, sure. you, you know, it just kind of. But uh, just optics. You know, yeah. optics can get really effed up really fast, and it's and it's too bad. It's too bad that more people can't be more open about. Everything, yeah. There's it's just something kind of hiding behind some sort of facade or something like that, which is which is too bad, you know. Because I, you know, that's why I love this is you kind of get down to the real meat of the thing, you know. But for comedy, you know. Yeah, so. and comedy itself is really just, as I've noticed, is 
is standing up something you think is funny. Yeah. Standing up a character of something you think is funny or a mm-hmm. situation you think is funny exactly. and shedding light on it and saying, yep. this is silly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and usually we're pretty much on the mark. If we think this pretty, is silly, we're, we're going to show on stage, this is silly. People yeah. go, yes, I agree that's silly. I'm going to laugh right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I really, th- I mean, as a group, I think we have more hits than misses. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. But there's still going to be misses. And that's that's one of the things I've learned about this thing is, you know, if, if you throw something out and it doesn't work, it's not the end of your life. It's not the end of your you know, participation in the group. It's not... It's not the end. It's just kind of keep throwing shit out and something, something's going to stick and some, sometimes it's going to stick beautifully. Mm-hmm. You know? So That's the whole idea, I think, yeah. is you're creating mm-hmm. and, and to be able to create, you can't hold back entirely. Um, you've got to be able to, to generate those ideas on a whim right. and throw them out and have other people play with those ideas too mm-hmm. and see what works and what does. If it doesn't work, hopefully it's just, uh, yep. all right, that's not bad. You guys are performing and I'm okay. I just kind of wish you'd wrap this up because it's, you mm-hmm. know, and in the best case people are, are just side splitting. They can't even speak because yeah, it's very, very funny because exactly. you hit something that you thought was funny mm-hmm. and somebody else in the group picked up that same thing they think mm-hmm. is funny yes. and they run with yeah. it and you're like, oh my God, how, how can this be? It's like the Herald, which is uh-huh. a, um, uh, uh, which is a performance um, type, I guess, performance uh, yeah. um, game um, in improv. Um, if it works beautifully, it's the most wonderful thing you could ever imagine. Where people are, uh, where you can't believe that a group of people together can produce this sort of performance just completely out of their head, completely out of their That's minds, true. and what they think is funny or interesting mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, uh, it's just a, it's yeah. it's wonderful to see that. Yeah, I mean, there were some. T- I mean, a, a cup more than more than once um, you know somebody asked me well you know how long did it take you to learn your lines and yeah I'm going no this was just completely <laughs> off the top and it's like whoa okay so that's no, pretty cool but uh, um, and that's what I want to say to people who you, you don't do improv and you talk and they're like oh you're doing this improv you guys are really good at this and you want to say you do this mm-hmm. you do, you, yes. you've all done this you've done this when you were kids you do mm-hmm. this when you go out for coffee with your friends even if you're not in improv you come up with a character you come up with an idea and you're like oh mm-hmm. the salesman said this to me blah 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 blah, blah. And, then, yeah. and then the other person pretends to be that salesperson or does whatever you might do and just playful mm-hmm. playful talk and, and you sort of role play and of course you do it as kids all the, all the time you do it as kids if you're playing yeah. Army or you're playing Barbies or you're doing whatever and you're coming up Barbies is probably the original improv mm-hmm. right you're like you're providing <laughs> lines yeah. and, you're, and you're providing situations that don't really exist and the whole world is open you can you can you, you got you got two Barbies and the clothes they came in from the store because your parents don't have enough money to buy anything else. The dream house, so you just got the two of them with both of them lost their shoes, and you're and you're sitting there and you're you're providing dialogue and your friend is providing dialogue mm-hmm. too, and you've got this entire world of things happening to Barbie, for example, and you're you're doing it. That's what improv basically is, and and the reason it's so cool when you're a kid is because um, if you have had every single thing in the Barbie catalog, for example, if you had an entire room, you're a Richie Rich or whatever, when you had the entire thing, um, it wouldn't be as fun. 
everything would be played out. You'd have every set piece and character and and everything to the point where you wouldn't feel like you would need to add dialogue. Everything's already there. But if you're just a couple people, a couple girls with your dolls and you're playing with them, you create this world, this universe, and it's very, very cool. It's a cool thing. So you're not supposed to just strip Barbie naked and switch heads with Stretch Armstrong? Sometimes you have to do that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I never thought about doing that. (laughs) All this talk and dialogue and all that stuff. Yeah. Just burn it with a with a yes. Your transvestite. My trans. Yeah. My trans. Not your transsexual. (laughs) Stretch Armstrong. Yes. (laughs) Stretch Armstrong does not want to stretch anymore. Yes. He's done stretching. Oh man. But it's but it's it's a wonderful thing, right? Creating 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 in any in any art form is a wonderful. But but I mean you you mentioned something because yeah because every you know. I think anybody can do it. I mean, anyone who has always wanted to be funny or just try to be funny or, you know, there's, you know, maybe two or three people who's going, I don't want to do this. But, you know, for most people, just to explore, just to play. Uh, I've always called it adult recess, for crying out loud. And it really is. You know, I mean, it is it is just kind of, you know, you got the workaday world and they got the, you know, the home, the kids and this and that, you know, and there's joy in all of that. But but this is the one place where I go to for three hours a week and just laugh you know just yeah. laugh you know um you know sometimes I, I go in there just in the shittiest mood and just i come out going oh my god that was fun that was so much freaking fun yeah, that was definitely. Know? so so yeah. yeah it was cool it was cool and i think it's just the uh, taking the leap you know uh actually just kind of <laughs> take yeah, seriously take well, i mean yeah, i mean yeah, how difficult was yeah, it for you i'd like I, to talk I, about I would that like to talk about, i'd like to talk about uh, going yeah. into the class for the first time because yes. i see people yes. one thing you yes. see in improv after almost three years of improv classes every week as an improv class it's a lot of classes you see people come and go yes people come and go mm-hmm. and so they come in and they're like oh this is fun they're like okay I'll say your name say something funny do this mm-hmm. do that and they're like I am never coming back again like this is right. terrifying mm-hmm. I do not want to be part of a group I don't want to come up with stuff I don't be funny and um, and we've all we've all we've all been there at that first class mm-hmm. we've all been there at that first moment we decided Am I going to keep doing this? Because I am stressed. My wife did it. She did it for uh, whatever it was, eight weeks or so. And she's and she thought, I'm not. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I feel nervous and scared, and I don't want to be put on the spot to come mm-hmm. up with something. But I'm like, so I'm glad you brought it up because um, you don't have to be funny. Mm-mm. Like, you don't have right. to be funny to do improv. No, you don't. You just have to be able to come up with something. If I ask somebody, pick a color, mm-hmm. and you go, listen, I can't pick a color, then maybe it's not for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? If you go, like, you like, you know, tell me a boy's name, and you're like, I could, there's not, like, there's really, there's literally, you know, tens of thousands, you probably, and I don't, I can't. I just, boom. I don't want to do it. Right. Um, that's one thing. But if you were to say, like, oh, I can, I can just come up with stuff. If you want to just, you know, do a scene where we're waiting at a bus stop, I was, I can just come up with, ideas of what it would be like for someone to be at a bus stop, mm-hmm. um, then you're on your way. And then you're, you're an improv, you're an improviser. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think that that's, that's the biggest hurdle is that you wonder how good am I? How funny yes. am I? How, uh-huh. how entertaining am I? Am how I bringing I, the room how down? How do I stack up? How yeah. do I, yeah. Where am I comparison to everybody else yeah. in the group or in the room or yeah. whatever? And I think that. We shouldn't do that, but we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you should really kind of think, you know, am I, am I getting something out of uh, just creating? Do I like this space of, of just 
just creating something to, um, uh, you know, your boss tells you to do stuff your entire year. Um, and the best parts are probably when the boss is like, hey, Johnson, just just come up with something. Just, you know, yeah. could you just mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. Could you just go ahead and come up with something and give me a couple ideas? I don't you know. Then you're like, oh, I kind of like this. Kind of like the idea that I'm not being chained down to doing some repetitive um, activity or filling out a form or doing whatever that I'm actually mm-hmm. able to I don't know, use my brain for a second and come up with ideas and think yeah. of something. So that's, I guess, I kind of think when you first start. Yeah. When, it, yeah. When you first start, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, just going into the class, just going into the class, you know, yeah. not knowing what's going on, uh, just nervous. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I, it was kind of the same. I'm kind of an introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. Exactly. You know, yeah. So I, I, you know, I can turn it on in the, you know, in certain circumstances, but you know, most of the time it's like, eh, you know, I'll go see a movie by myself or whatever. Right. So going into this, uh, going into this class, just nervous, just you know, like you said. How are you going to stack up? Am I going to be funny? Am I going to am I going to yeah. think of a boy's name? Am, am I going to yeah. think of a color? I don't know. Um, and uh, you know, and, and just you know, going you know out of that first class. Yeah. All right. I didn't. I didn't suck. You know, I wasn't yeah. great. I didn't suck. You know, and just kind of could have done this better, and just all the you know replaying in your head, and that that went on for about uh, six weeks or so, and then yeah. uh, uh, and things were going great because you know we were just showing up. It was just a bunch of people just showing up for two. At that point, it was two hours, and then get on out of Dodge and you know towards the end get a, get a drink or something like that. Week eight, I think it was, uh, Grant uh, announced to the class that hey. Let's put on a show. And it was, I don't know about you, um, but it just, 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 it just dropped. I mean, just my heart, gut, everything below the equator just dropped. And it was like, holy fuck. Yes, exactly. And I looked around too. And exactly. And I mean, pretty much everyone there was the the same same thing. And just, I mean, a couple people were, were just, uh, in fact, at least one never came back. I mean, left. Really? Yep. She, 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 and she was good too. And she was funny. And, but when she heard show, it was like tapping out. And, Honestly, I was kind of thinking, there's no way. No, I'm not. not good, good, good. And j- literally, the three weeks leading up to the show, I was I was a wreck. Mm-hmm. An absolute wreck. Yeah. Um, just, you know, sleepless nights and just, just wow. ruminating on it and gnashing teeth and just, I mean, and, and, and I've, you know, I've, I've you know, done some public speaking, you know, I'm a computer instructor and all that stuff. So, you know, I kind of knew, you know, how to, how to perform a little bit, nothing, but nothing in like a theater arts or plays or anything like that. And, 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 but just this one just hit me just kind of, oh my God, cause did not expect this at all. Yeah. And cause it was just, just go in for two hours, get out. And you can do that easy. Uh, so just the time leading up to the show was just absolutely nerve wracking for me with you. I'm with you on that. So, um, yeah. And, uh, and we, 
In terms of performances, especially our kind of who's line short form performances, including this one that Rick's talking about, was a success. That was a successful yeah. show. So I think you Where was that, that show? <laughs> it was all the way in Monument. I mean, we uh, oh, okay. nobody was, nobody could find us. It was, at an, it was at an art an art studio yeah. slash wedding space slash mm-hmm. performance area. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, literally, it, I mean, it just Julie was there for me. I mean, I don't know where yeah. all those people come. Yeah, you know, it's friends and family, all friends yeah. and family. So there's about 50, you know, about 50 people showed up for the thing. And, uh, um, you know, this is the first time we saw Grant do do his thing and uh, did a masterful job. I mean, he really did. I mean, just just a lot of kudos to him. He, he knows how to run a show. He knows how to, you know, support, you know, the, the players and all that stuff. And I'm, and I'm not just sucking up to you. Ah. I really. Okay. Um, well, but that so that that um, that performance itself, you know, we were happy, we were relieved because I I felt the same way Rick did about uh, being nervous, and I'm sure a lot of other people did. And when we finished it, and it didn't completely suck, and people did laugh, mm-hmm. that we felt really great about it. I don't know if anybody does have. I'm sure there was a somebody did film it, and we could you could watch it or find it. Hmm. And maybe it wasn't the greatest show in the world. Maybe it was. I don't know. I, all I know is we were relieved that it didn't suck. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the end, it was just you know people who had eight to twelve weeks of improv training. It wasn't mm-hmm. like we were um, uh, Second City um, performers, um, so we felt better about it, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is, after the show, because yeah, the great relief and all that stuff, and, and I don't think we had another show for almost a year after that. Oh, wow. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was a like long six time. months because everyone dropped off during that summer okay. dramatically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, after the show, there was still there was still like four more weeks or something like that of the you know of the actual improv class that he that he does, kind of a twelve step program for for improv people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the end of that, he you know, Grant kind of you know sat everyone else who was who was left and uh, the most important uh, uh, step in that twelve step program is forgiving people for yes. to listen to I your <laughs> comedy. Sorry, go ahead. I... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but but then then at, you know a, a couple about a month or so after he kind of, Grant kind of laid out his plans. I mean this guy had a plan. You know this was not just meetup group and because we didn't know. I mean going into it we didn't know that you know there was a show on the horizon. Uh, and it was probably smart that he that he said that too because if he said it up front, I don't I don't know if I would have done it to be right. honest with you. I really don't. Yeah. Um, but then then he goes well okay here's the grand plan. I want to start a theater company and I want to do long form and I want to get into venues and I want to get into food and it's like I'm a I'm a business analyst for you know for (laughs) some some computer company I'm not you know I'm not some improv guy or anything like that but but I kind of looked at it and kind of Sure. Why not? What the hell? Let's 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 go for this ride. See where it goes. And uh, you know what? So far, it's been a been a pretty damn good one. It's been pretty good. I think that um, and it's had a lot of success. I would say even the fact that we've done, you know, we did shows downtown at the Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot of short form shows and now we're uh, enjoying a, a decent run this year um, in Parker. Um 
uh, it's a success. It's a success because a group of people got together and they were able to learn the art form. And mm-hmm. and uh, a great majority of us have not had training outside of um, of grant. So which is meaning a weekly true. Uh, instruction you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for a couple hours. Um, so, yeah, it's great. And, we're, and I think that they're enjoying it. People come and go as they do in life after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But we're doing a pretty good job. I think that um, performing, because I, I didn't want to let that go. Mm-hmm. Performing yeah. is people approach it different ways. So there are some people who I know from talking to people are perfectly fine with it. There are people who would look forward to it. Um, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, can't stand it. And, um, um, but I'm compelled to and do it. And why is that? Why, why do you hate it? Uh, because it's, it's very, so is a, so it's a comedians are usually self-analyzing, self-critical. Um, so you always feel like you failed or you weren't funny or you didn't do a good job. And then you spend time analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. So the, 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 it's a sort of a two step. You're nervous to go on because you might fail. And then you're, um, you're, you're nervous afterwards because you feel like you, you, you were given an opportunity to perform in front of people and you dropped the ball. You didn't do a good job. So, uh, it depends on the people. I think most people in the group, at least when I talk to them after a show are, are pretty good. They're pretty satisfied. Nobody, few people walk out and go, Oh, like I need a shower. That was horrible. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I feel filthy, just mm-hmm. awful, rotten. We had a long form, we had a long form run where we, that was a little more oh, common. That was, yeah, but, um, brutal. But, brutal, but good. Though. So you know, you just feel like oh, like that. You know, uh, it, I think part of performing is that rush that you get to go up, take that chance, mm-hmm. make your performance piece, whether it's music or comedy or acting, or whatever, and then having the audience be receptive to it, mm-hmm. and then you're like. I would like whatever Sally Field said, you know, you do love me. You really yeah. do love me. Um, you, and it's, and it's a rush that you walk off the stage and you've got some sort of validation that, Oh, I, I am great. I am funny. I'm awesome. But there are people like me or me. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to hit that spot where I'm going to walk off stage and go, Oh, everyone does love me. Oh, I am really funny. It's, I mean, there's some I'll hit here and there, but the majority I'll walk off going, Oh, I was crap. I wasn't funny. I wasn't good. I wasn't whatever. So it's very, very I think difficult. And it's I'm not talking about an objective thing. This is more of like a, a element of psychology. Um, that you're, you know, you, you, where you can objectively look at yourself, your performance and say, um, okay, I did, I did these five, uh, games and the audience really loved three of them. And the other two, they, they chuckled pretty well. So on average, I'm giving myself a B. I did a pretty good job. Like, I don't feel that way when I walk off the stage, I feel like, oh God, I really stunk up the place. Um, so it's very, very, um, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to go on. So I'm nervous to go on. Um, uh, not so much that I don't do it because I'm part of a, an improv troupe mm-hmm. um, and I kind of signed up for it. Um, uh, and I, you know, if I can make people laugh or make it a good performance, I want to make a good performance. Um, it's just so, it's kind of nerve wracking. It's very stressful and everything to think, oh, I really, that wasn't, I didn't do yeah. a good job. But the other things in life, yeah, I'm a runner, well, right? So I run, right? Mm-hmm. And if you run and I run uh, 5K and I, I ran it in uh, 28 minutes and I, 28 minutes for me is a good time. Not for me, I'm saying, uh, it's this fictitious person I'm making up. Um, uh, if I, if, if I'm a runner and 28 minutes is a good time, then I'll, I, I ran 27, 40 and I'm like, Hey, I crushed it. I was awesome. It's an objective thing. It's I didn't have, didn't run weird. I didn't do whatever. I, I crushed it. I, I know objectively I did it. I did a great, or I run it and I run it in 33 minutes and I'm like, uh, what the hell? You know, like I, what's wrong with me? Maybe I should give up running. I'm not very good. And I might objectively be right. My times might be going worse or, or I might not be hitting whatever my goals might be. But with comedy or 
there's something subjective like this is very difficult. So well, you, let, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let me ask you this then. I mean, I don't mean to, you know, not asking questions here, but uh, uh, <laughs> your yeah, show. This is the Richard Holt podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to light I racism. I was told there'd be. I was told there'd be Danishes. <laughs> no, there'd be Danes. Oh. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so when you're when you're going into the show, are you more optimistic or pessimistic about things? Oh, pessimistic entirely. Okay. Yeah, then getting out no. of the show, are you more are optimistic or pessimistic? You know, do you I'm feel at this better? Level of, do you feel better? At this level where I feel horrible either way. No, I don't feel better after it's over. You feel this relief, like oh good, I got that one out of the way. So just more relief than I instead of I did a good job or I, I nailed this or or do you focus more on the perceived failures? Um, no, I handle it pretty. Pretty objectively going in, and, and uh, so I. So I, I don't know if your point is that like um, um, I already think I'm going to fail. That's not it. I don't. There's, no, a, there's a nervousness no. going on stage. Period. Same yes. as it would for public speaking or anything like that. Yes. You know, you want to go. Up. I don't think a lot of the people who join the troupe uh, have that that nervousness. We've got a few people that come in and they have that nervousness of, of performing on stage. And I'm, I'm no different uh, uh, than a few. Those you're, few you're, people, you're saying those few the majority people. of the people are like that. No. I don't think so. I think some I think people. So. No, I, I disagree with you. I, I, most people I, are nervous. I think most people are nervous. Okay. Going in. Right. But but maybe the degree of nervousness though. Okay. So 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 the first show. You know. I mean, how, on a scale of one to ten, how nervous were you? That's sort of a tough one. So I'd say on a scale of one to ten, maybe a seven or eight. Okay. But it's a combination of going out in front of other people mm-hmm. and also uh, not knowing what knowing what I was. What I was in for. Okay. Now, after whatever we've done, I may have done maybe what twenty, maybe I don't know if that's like maybe fifteen performances. Yeah. Then now I know what I'm up for. Now I know what I'm in yes. for when I so, go. So stage. so now because that, that was the next one. Yeah. What, what uh, scale of one to ten? Nervousness uh, going to this last show. Like a six or seven. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh, really? So, but but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. Um, it's it's like I'm going in for my. 15th or 20th dental procedure mm-hmm. you're still and I've got a, a dental anxiety mm-hmm. you still you're nervous but you're like well, what am I going to do right. like I'm, I'm kind of signed up for this I'm volunteering for this mm-hmm. I'm deciding I'm going to do this I want to yeah. do this yeah. and and I'm not I'm not so far removed from reality that I don't think I'm at par with some other people in the troupe that I can perform and, and entertain people. I think I can entertain people. So it's not like I'm like, screw all you people. I'm the <laughs> I'm not funny at all, but I'm going to go on stage anyway. Screw you. And I'm going to bomb. But, you know, whatever. My name was drawn from the hat, so I'm going on stage this time. <laughs> uh, it's not like that at all. And no, I think like, oh, okay, sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes I know. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's just um, it's just more like. Um, uh, uh, you know, you question yourself afterwards, and that's the big thing. You question whether or not um, you are a worthy performer or you're good enough or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure that's there's different psychology that goes into performing, but that's just my experience. Yeah, I'm I'm, um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But it's it's for me, it's decreased a lot. From yeah, that I think first I see you're having a lot of fun out there. I, I yeah. am. I mean, I just kind of I think at this point, just embracing it and just yeah. knowing because yeah, the, the first show eleven, maybe twelve. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, this last show, two. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, just can't, you're just kind of, it's the kind of the hours before, you know, instead of the three days, it's just the hours before, and, you, you know, you kind of couple grinds of the teeth, and you kind of notice you're grinding your teeth and go, stop it. You just just go up there and do it. And right. so, so I, I think at this point, you know, I, I'm comfortable with my skills and ability, mm-hmm. uh, comfortable with my training, right, right. Um, and also comfortable with, you know, how Grant, you know, will handle, you know, handle right. the show and so keep things good. moving. And right. so, um, so th- that combination, it's like, all right, because before I, I didn't start inviting anybody to, to the shows until maybe a year ago or so. And only then it was like select group of people. So it's like, OK, well, just the work people are going to come. OK, just the neighbor friends are going to come. All right. Just these, you know, this, you know, and and at this point, it's like, eh, fuck it. I'll just throw out the invite to, you know, whoever. And if they show up, they show up. If not, I'm not going to be butthurt by it either. You know, and so that's good. I'm glad. I mean, I think it's awesome. great. No, yeah. I mean, it's just just a lot of personal. I mean, I think a lot of people just a lot of personal growth yeah, you know, yeah, that, that right, goes right. along right. with this, that that right. transcends a lot of things. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, I think you'd be like any other performer. You'd you'd if you if if you're based in reality and you're going out there and you're getting results and people are laughing and you're successful, then mm-hmm. you then you're having the correct response, which is, yeah. hey, I'm not too bad at this. I can do this. Yeah. Um, and 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 given, uh, you know, you might you might rate uh, the result of one performance a, a nine, mm-hmm. and you might yeah. have another performance might be a, a six yep. on the worst scale. But you're like, you know, on average, I can knock out a seven or eight, mm-hmm. no problem on any given Saturday night. Yeah. So I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Honestly. pretty comfortable with what I do. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I go leaving. Yeah. You know, just kind of. You know what? I, I I did I did the, the way I always look at it is I sucked. The group did good, and you know, and, and everything goes goes from there. But but I think the 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 distance, the delta between your self perception of how you did and how other people perceived you. For me, I think is great, you know, because I'm always kind of, yeah, I'm just the, the more pessimistic and so like, oh my gosh, I should have said this. But also, I did this, and it's okay. And the scene I did with, uh, with, with, you know, whoever is like, it was perfect. And right. so, so just kind of building that up, and it's, it's freeing in yes, a way. Yes, I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, it's free to say, um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm gener- generally, I'm, uh, I'm making people happy. I'm a good mm-hmm. performer. Everything is kind of good. I mean, I. I don't feel that way about uh, the way that I would perform. I would. I'm. Uh, uh, it's very important to me. Exactly. You know, I, I did that bit where I was the, uh, um, you know, the vice president of the uh, rubber duck factory. Uh, did you like that? Was that good? Did I do a good job? And then you see people look at people's faces. They're like, yeah, you were, yeah, it was good. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, shit. That was, that was <laughs> you know, bad. So you kind of get that idea. Like, maybe I shouldn't have been. What did I say vice president? Uh-huh. I should have. God, I should have been the CEO. Why would I say vice, yeah. vice president? Like, and then you kind of analyze why it wasn't funny, what I didn't do good, why uh-huh. why I suck in everything I do in life and that I should just go drown myself. Oh, yeah. um, so so that's kind of the, you know, I'll look at the reality of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I don't want to be, you know, the emperor's new clothes. I don't want to walk off and go, John, you were magnificent. Everything was wonderful. You did a great job. Oh, we're yeah. loving it. You're so funny. Come back next week. You're great. You'll and then, you see right through it. Yeah, exactly. You absolutely yeah. see right through it. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. uh, I can kind of tell you guys don't. You know, yeah. You know. yeah. So, um, uh-huh. uh, and so I want to be hitting. I don't want to be missing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's more hits yeah. than misses. I mean, it's for everybody on the group that's it literally 
rarely is more hits than misses. Yeah. The thing, the thing is, and I don't, you know, I, I don't know if, if you did this or do this, um, but well, like our first shows, you know, we'd, we'd get there and then we'd hang out at somebody's house and we'd just analyze it. Yes. You know, analyze every scene, every movement, every every action, every reaction, everything. And uh, Julie, you know, came to these, you know, came to these parties and you know, on, on the drive home after like the third one, you know, the third show that we analyzed everything, she just kind of goes, you got to stop. You got to stop <laughs> overanalyzing this. Yeah. You know, I was in the audience. I had a good time. I don't remember every single thing that you did, you know, but I know that I was entertained and I looked around and people were laughing and they were entertained too, because I can guarantee you, do you remember what you did three shows ago? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, you know, right. so so it's one one of those things, and yeah. so it's like, you know, at a level now, it's like okay, you know, I, I know we're good, we're, you know, not great, but we're good, we're we're competent, we're you know, we we, we do you know, we we make people laugh, um, but also just letting go of it uh, after after a short while, you know, I mean, this yeah, absolutely not, I will never. You ever do that, but that's different you'll ways. You'll never of, let go. No, I'll never let that go. And I think it's no. different ways of of approaching art. Or try uh, we're to talking let about go. art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never even try to let go. You don't even know me at all, Rick. Apparently not. Um, no. Um, <laughs> Here, have a Danish. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cherry. Um, uh, <laughs> who the hell eats cherry? No. Um, I'll take care of it, John. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank <laughs> you. Don't wreck the <laughs> But but yeah, I think there's there's there's, there's those. That will say I'm I'm creating this, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know there's a whole spectrum. I mean, there's people that will throw their feces everywhere and go like, "This is what you get for my art." You know, you're gonna like it or don't like it. Oh, leave I me alone. Remember that show? Yes, that's good. <laughs> and then there's somewhere like you're somewhere like uh, 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 what you're talking about, which is I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. I'm not going to mm-hmm. slack off. Yes. I'm, I'm going to consider that there are yeah. places I can improve. Absolutely. I'm going to produce a good a good artistic yeah. uh, show. Product, whatever, and then I hope people like it, and and I hope they 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 feel better for coming than not coming, um, and that's like a really healthy way to do it. Or you can get like very unhealthy, which got my perspective, mm-hmm. which is it's all crap. It'll never get better. You mm-hmm. have you you everything can be improved if you you can analyze 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 anything from a from a short story to a novel to a performance to a play to a music whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's Springsteen, he's perfect. Yeah. But um, you can do basically everything. You can you can you can look back and say. I should have, I could have, I would have, whatever. It's a horribly unhealthy thing to do, but that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I would I'll look at most things in, in comedy and improv is no different. Well, you know, the one thing that I do ask after after all the, after the shows ended and everyone's you know hugging and doing this stuff and and just people I know, people I don't even know, you know, you just kind of mill about and and, ch- and talk. But the one question I always ask is, did you get ten dollars worth of entertainment? And the answer is always in fact. Yes, it's not one of those emperor new clothes. Go, oh yeah, it was great. It was like I really enjoyed myself. Good, and, yeah. and you know, some of my friends who who've never seen me or never really knew I did this until you know saw the show. It's like, holy crap, this is good. You know, this is a good, and and that's the thing too. This is a good product, right? Yeah, and 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 people do get ten dollars worth of entertainment. <laughs> you know, and you go to Parker, grab dinner, grab a show. You know, maybe you know the, the 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 four minutes remaining. You know, before the bars close, maybe they'll get a drink. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 uh, that's that's the the pride inducing part of it is you know we're part of a group that that puts out a good. 
product. So we put out a, <clears throat> a, a good product, which is very true. Mm-hmm. And we, the audience uh, is coming back. There are people who have, yeah. of course, have nothing to do with us that are coming to shows that are hearing about it from other people. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, the that fact that cool. we're getting, you're getting secondhand recommendations and people are coming in and seeing it and entertained and being entertained and liking it is great. I mean, it's a good product. So Grant has done a good job training everybody mm-hmm. and, um, and we've got good performance that performers that are funny and, but, um, and all of that is true and nothing can be taken away from that. No. Um, but, uh, I will always look at a, a process or a product and think like this, I guess, mm-hmm. and say, uh, okay, good. We did it. We performed Monday morning. Let's get the whiteboard out and let's say, what can we, what can we change? What can we improve? What can we make better? Mm -hmm. Um, That's my mentality. We don't, we we do get some comments and that sort of thing, but that's not really what we think. We're not that mechanical. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, that process that I would do may not necessarily make a better product. I don't know if it will, but that's how I would approach it if I was approaching it. Kind of a lessons learned or a postmortem. What do we do? I mean, just every single project. Yes, every single thing we did. did Should we have done this? Should we have done that? Maybe we should work on this. We should work on that. Maybe we should try props with this sometime. Maybe we should bring an audience member. Like, here are all of our ideas to, to hone this, to make this um, uh, you say ten dollars worth. I'd like people to pay twenty or you know whatever or love it or Absolutely. or yeah. tour nationally or do whatever. I would like it to be True. you know amazing. Um, so that's kind of what I what I think. So somewhere in there is a nugget of truth. Somewhere in there is what you want. You don't want to be complacent. You don't want to say, hey, eh, people liked it and we're good. Let's just we only got so many hours in the day. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in there you do want to uh, um, uh, put your work in, put your hard work in mm-hmm. and and uh, um, uh, produce something that you're really, really proud of um, in anything, in anything you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, then, and then there's this lem- then there's this level of going overboard. So somewhere you got to find that sweet spot um, to, to, to create a product that everyone uh, yeah, that everyone true. would like. It's a, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to go back, <clears throat> excuse me, to what you said about perception and something I have noticed about both of you is that you're both incredibly comfortable when you don't know, like especially guessing games because I remember on stage mm-hmm. we had the the family friendly show and it was mm-hmm. was it a typewriter that had sexual mm-hmm. dysfunction? performance anxiety performance anxiety. always has performance was, anxiety was the yeah. phrase that we were looking for yeah, yeah. yeah. and you were there was eight kids in the front row mm-hmm. and <laughs> you were remarkably uncomfortable with that but just <laughs> mm-hmm. embraced it and then mm-hmm. I remember in rehearsal <clears throat> where there was another gamer playing and you had to guess a bumble like maybe it's like yeah, interview bumble. or like a product or something right and you literally had no idea yeah. what bumble was i don't even think you'd ever heard of it i had but, heard of it but i did not ever see it physically see it and i've never even looked at a dating app not a tinder or anything i've never seen that app on a phone before right yeah and i just remember watching that rehearsal and you were as as blank as this closet door <laughs> and not but it you didn't seem stressed about it and so one of the things that i like about both of your skill sets when it comes to this is that when it's going off the rails or you don't know 
you just you're I think you're more physical not like a like Jim Carrey physical mm-hmm. comedian and not that you're Rick's no. not cerebral, cerebral. but John oh, yeah. is like mm-hmm. just <clears throat> you're both very cool in very different ways and it's mm-hmm. it's it's fun to watch well I think I think uh, thank you and I think that um, in rehearsal it's a little easier of course because you're not in front of an audience you know everybody that's watching you and you know some of them for years um, uh, but I think there is a switch I think you're hitting on to something even for performance that makes sense there's a switch that you're like I need to be in control so as much as I've said about performing and being terrified to perform and all that I know that when I perform if I'm going to step on that stage at the studio I everybody else is relying on me and I signed up for it and I'm not going to uh, um, back out and run away and end it and say, I just don't know what else to say and go sit down. So I know I'm in it and I've got to do it. And I think that's where that switch goes. That switch goes, I'm going to be this character. I'm going to take whatever's been given to me and I'm going to play it out because I signed up for this. Um, and, and, and those are people are relying from, on me. But um, there's a comfort in that. So the comfort in knowing uh, I, backing out is not an option. Uh, there's a comfort in that. You're, I, I, I'm going to fill this out. I'm going to play this through and I'm going to I'm going to go with it. And that's something also Grant that Grant taught us, too, which was, um, you know, if you don't know anything at all, if somebody says um, he did an exercise with us once where he had us do um, he knew he was going to give us suggestions. He knew that was out of our comfort zone or a knowledge base. I think he gave me a project runway example. He wanted me to be a character on Project Runway, knowing I had guessing and guessing correctly that I'd never seen Project Runway. Um, and you just went with it. I, you just went with mm-hmm. what you think Project Runway is, and you've just got to be confident that um, it's not an option for me to go. I I don't know what Project Runway is. I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna go sit down. Do you want to call on somebody else? That's not an option. Um, and and uh, and and it's freeing. So I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna be, it can probably sound horrible. It could probably be embarrassing. It likely is gonna be funny um, because the person who doesn't know what's going on sometimes the audience gets. Uh, 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 finds humor in, in somebody else's uncomfortableness <laughs> uh, or, you know, or, or ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So it's, it's kind of freeing in that way. I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, because, uh, uh, yeah, that that specific one, I, I, I totally remember uh, just kind of the setup was is a game called Repair Shop. And uh, um, I was off stage, locked room, stainless steel vault. And uh, the person left on stage brought in an object with a problem. And so the object was a sewing machine and the problem oh, was was uh, performance anxiety okay. which I didn't think was a sexual thing by the way Oh, I thought it meant like stage fright. Okay, you, you haven't you haven't yeah. you, you haven't been in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, performance anxiety and, and 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 a sewing machine, and so it was Crystal that I actually uh, was the was the one on stage, and so you know bring me back, and so I'm guessing, and you know sewing machine not a problem, and then uh, for the performance anxiety, you know she goes, well the needle it kind of bends to the left. As it's sewing, <laughs> That's and and as soon as she said that, it's like ah, erectile dysfunction, and I was about to say the words erectile, di- and just you know, their front row little eight year olds kind of going ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so I knew what it was, but I just didn't know the term for it, and um, but yeah, the cool part was just that that ah, oh, and it's just catching yourself, but then you know you have your little 
radar going. It's just like, oh, that got a laugh. Okay, I'm going to play this one up. I'm going to, you know, just gonna just go full tilt on this one. So she's kind of going, well, maybe you need to whine and dine and maybe you need to take it to a movie or maybe some one, you know, alone time or something. And I'm just I'm just kind of uh, 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 looking at the kids <laughs> and looking at this and just kind of. But but, you know, so so I I knew there was I, there's no way I was going to turn erectile dysfunction into a family friendly term on stage in my head with, you know, everything kind of going. So it's just like, OK, let's just watch Rick Stammer for, <laughs> for a couple minutes here and let's just see where this goes. So so, I mean, just the, the initial reaction was real. But, you know, training or skill, I mean, it, you know, whatever, it just kind of allowed me to kind of push it a little bit further, you know, for, for more comedic effect. Mm-hmm. But but the initial, you know, the, the reaction was there, got a laugh and just kind of kind of play it and play it out for for a while. And so, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty. I mean, I, I, I remember that moment. It was pretty cool, you know, just being able to to gauge the audience real quick and adjust on the fly and still try to make it funny, you know. And so so in in the grand balance sheet it worked you know it it did um and it, it was it was cool but it's just uh, just kind of starting to know what to do you know so right. so that's kind of cool just kind of like i said relying on you know what what, what you've done and, and your training and all that stuff mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah but then it was one of those things it's like on the drive home I just like, oh, why didn't I say this? Oh, why didn't yeah. I say that? Oh, you know, because it was, one, you know, to me, it was a sexual thing. And just how do I skirt that, you know, while keeping it family friendly? And I, just the synapses weren't firing on stage at that point, but on the drive home. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing that kind of goes with it is that you, you, you every performance, every rehearsal, you're one inch closer to, um, let's say perfection, but you learn your lessons. So, so like you say, uh, I should have said such and such. I should have oh, said that yeah. and that. All the time. Every bit kind of gets, well, the next performance is a little smoother, is a little mm-hmm. better. You kind of know what you're, you know, when to help, help someone out. We've learned that if someone's really not bombing is not the right word. If they're really stuck on stage, that you'll come in and, and rescue yeah. your partner. Yeah. Um, somebody probably could have rescued you in that, right? Um, with uh, something they could have, they could have. Yeah. But actually, I mean, you rescued me that last. Oh, show. the Hooters thing. The Hooters thing, you know, yeah. which also was a good one too. I mean, because because she caught me flat-footed, and but mm-hmm. I didn't know where she was. I knew it was something quasi-sexual and, and all that stuff, but I didn't didn't piece everything together, and I literally could have stayed up there. So it know, was a it was a yeah. guessing game. Where where uh, Rick had to guess what um, the interview, uh, the interview, right? He had to guess who, what what job he was being interviewed for, and he was being interviewed as a waitress at uh, at Hooters. Um, and he had gotten close and close and close, but it wasn't quite there. And then I shouted something out like, um, "Hey, hey, Missy, I need my wings over here." And then he, with all the other information he got, then I guess it kind of clicked oh, at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, the, and the reason why I yelled that, and I wasn't part of, I guess the important thing to say is I wasn't part of the scene. I wasn't even mm-hmm. part of that. I wasn't sure. part of the actors on the stage. I was off sitting in my chair on the side. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, w- what I learned from watching another performance we did in which Crystal was having trouble, another performer was <laughs> having trouble with um, uh, guessing Poland or Polish or yeah, Poland, um, that it, she was up there for a long time before somebody said something and, mm-hmm. on the side. And, and then we talked about it afterwards and discussed 
hey, you can help each other out. It doesn't, anything goes. Anything goes in improv. So if you really, even though you're not part of a scene, you can do whatever you want to do to help mm-hmm. the scene, to end the scene. You can jump in a scene. You can take someone out of a scene. You can do basically all the rules. There's no rules. Yeah. And so that's what I, I, I remembered that when I, when you were doing that, I yeah. was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm viewing this as a time when I need to jump in to help mm-hmm. out. And yep. I guess it kind of worked out in that instance. So um, it's just, like I said, no, you it, learn it was, little was, by little was, as you was, go. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. it was perfect, you know, because, I mean, it saved five minutes of just going back and forth, back and forth, you know. So right. no, it that's was That's a good. key thing is you didn't jump in to take the spotlight. You jumped Mm-mm. in to help him. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. And that's just one of the fundamental principles absolutely. of what's going on at work here. Yeah. Right, that yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're, um, uh, um, we're talking about being, spent a lot of time talking about how nervous you can be on stage and, and worried. Um, part of uh, improv, and I'm sure for other types of st- um, stage performances, you need to feel safe and taken care of by the people around you. That if something goes wrong, somebody's going to step in. Out of your crew, out of whatever is going to step in to help the performance go smoothly. Um, and that's what we're learning in improv. And, and this mm-hmm. includes uh, being on the stage together. You may have uh, four actors on the stage uh, doing a scene, and uh, one of them is stuck on stage, and you might the next words out of your mouth might be there to support the person, to help them along, to give them a little extra to work with, or take the spotlight off of them for a second and onto you while you um, work out something or you have ideas. You're not stuck, so you can help. Um, that makes a successful performance. It also makes a safe space on the stage where um, you feel like, yeah, I can go. I can go do this because I got three other people or seven other people um, helping me out in case something mm. goes wrong, which is important. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just an attention whore. So. Yes, and <laughs> Rick is just an attention I whore. I just, yeah. yeah. Which I think is also part Your of it. Your commanding is, presence. Yes. Oh. I think that's another thing, too, is is what we've learned in the last few performances. Rick, you're saying you're more comfortable. I've noticed you're yeah. more comfortable because yeah. you are like, you know, this big fucking star that kind of comes out and was like... Mm-hmm. Look at me, I'm Rick. Not not to take the not to take the spotlight from everybody else at all. For you to say, I could be uncomfortable. I could play small. I could be relying on the wittiest thing in the world to come up into my head um, and sit in the back until it comes. Or I can be what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be, which is a performer on stage. True. And I think that that made it easier for you. And the, when I've noticed that when you've been doing that, you've been saying, I feel less stressed. I feel less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like um, who cares what happens? I know I got this yeah and you got this because you're able to play as a performer big on stage and not mousy and in the back or anything yeah. like that yeah. yeah and i mean it's a it's a tough one um because uh since this is radio i'm, I'm six foot six uh, about 300 pounds or so um but uh uh so yeah there's that aspect i mean to me just big wreck you know hey yeah. um but there's also you know the introverted extrovert thing, yes introverted you know? extrovert i think exactly. is the key. i don't and think it has anything to do with this uh, yeah. with your size or anything yeah because but, you look at someone like well, paul right because Paul is also Paul is not True. six foot three, three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Paul also can command the stage too. He can um, absolutely another performer at the group, and he uh, um, and and it's wonderful mm-hmm. when you project and you command and you get people's attention. Thank you. It's uh, well, yeah. and, and but also being this big, I I feel that other people are expecting that that big Rick that. That bah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so you know, and, and so it's it's weird because I mean I, I, I flip back and forth and all this stuff, but I think just the last couple of shows, and actually Crystal uh, mentioned this and it just stuck with me. She said I've never seen more relaxed, <laughs> and it was because that last show was like, eh, fuck it, I'll show up, 
you know, I I know I know the games. You know, whatever whatever comes down, we'll do it, and and we'll just have I'll just have fun with it. You know, and uh, I think it it worked. It it really worked, and so I think just getting next shows, future shows, just getting that fuck it kind of attitude, mm-hmm. just show it, do it. Let's let's get it done. Not and not worry about you know what other people think or myself for that matter. You know, not get myself too over analytical right. or wrapped up in my head because you're you're accomplished and because you know you can do it that's the key it'd be different if you said fuck it I don't really care I'm just going to go on stage and if I'm funny I'm funny if I'm not I'm not that's that's awful you yeah. want to go on st- you want to, you still want to make people happy you still mm-hmm. want to perform but you just have the confidence that you can accomplish that now um, yeah now yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I could not say that even six months ago <laughs> you know so no it's good and also I mean that trans- you know it goes just with the rest of life too you know just yes. kind of transcends you know everything you do so I mean they, they the improv thing, you know, if anyone, any of you 60 listeners out there, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's very freeing, you know, I mean, just the personal growth that I've gotten out of this has, uh, has really been rewarding and has led to other things, other, you know, things I wouldn't mind pursuing or doing or, you know, and just, you know, jobs or, you know, city council or all that stuff, you know, I think that's the moral of the story. I think if you end on, if you end on a, on that note, it's, it's that, um, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's, a, there's something there's something with impro, imp, um, improvisation that's useful in life. That you're learning this lesson that um, I need to be able to be confident to think on my feet in anything I do, no matter what a job I do or anything I try to pursue. I need to be able to um, uh, to not have to stop and overanalyze, but be able to come up with my ideas and, and trust my ideas and go with my ideas. Yeah. That, that's that's true. That's uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. that's that's nice and that's a that's a that, that's a good moral. But, but another moral I think is um, uh, is that uh, you you have to express yourself in all facets of life. You have to be able to to like you do step on stage and be bold. Um, that's that's the biggest move uh, for all the introverts out there um, and the introverts that were in uh, in improv. Uh, you realize it doesn't really matter a lot. I'm not being offensive. I'm not being cruel. I'm not being hurtful. I'm being me and I'm putting myself out there. Everything is good. I mean, I think that uh, you have this, you have this, you have this fear and you're, you're, you may be uh, a little subdued. You're afraid to, to, uh, to make a bold statement mm-hmm. um, in anything and even relationships and anything. You're afraid mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're reserved, but you start to learn through this improv, at least performing, uh, it doesn't really matter. As long as no one's not hurting anybody, or then I should be able to speak loudly. I should be able to mm-hmm. to let uh, others know how I feel or what my wants are, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a good thing to be able to put yourself out there like that. Oh, and I yeah. think that that's one thing in, uh, that mm-hmm. performing definitely, I think being an improviser helps, but definitely performing um, that you learn that. You learn it doesn't really matter. If you walk into a yeah. bar and say something really, really stupid, Stupid, mm-hmm. and you get a chuckle out of somebody, and then you go sit down. You may be terrified to do that, to walk into any public open space, or do anything where you lay yourself out like that, or make a statement, or draw attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. But in the end, people are going to look at you, they're going to laugh, and they're going to go back to what they're doing, possibly. That's, yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah. exactly it. People. I mean, and and the, it's a sad statement, and I, you know, it, it's going to sound harsh, but 
people don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, you know, I, I'll say this, I'll say that. And, you know, I just kind of, hey, what's going on? Bah, da, da. And, you know, it's a pleasant encounter and they have a, a positive feeling about you. And then you kind of move on. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, you see them. Hey, what's going on? You know, they won't remember the conversation that we had. I won't remember the conversation that I had with them. But I'll remember that, hey, you know, we, we had a we had a, yeah. a good time for, for a little while, you know. Um, so, you know, it just kind of, you know, and, and, you know, not unless you do something incredibly, you know, out of bounds. Like, so it's you more know, like, you know, you, I, that's what I was going to say. If you walk up and you're bold uh-huh. and you're cruel, everyone yes. will know it. Everyone, everyone will remember it. it and everyone will. Yeah. But if it's if, just if light it's, and if it's positive, even if it's positive, if it's positive, if it's encouraging, if it's there to please, if it's there to entertain, if it's there with just this, um, this, this uh, from the outlook that I'm I'm going to present myself with at least uh, a, a little seasoning of of goodwill mm-hmm. and and humor or whatever it is, then hey, people will like it. Yeah. Uh, it'll make it better. Maybe they won't remember it next week or in a couple a couple weeks from now or something. Mm-hmm. But for that time being that you're presenting yourself and putting yourself out there and throwing that out there loudly mm-hmm. in any context, like whether it's a relationship or if it's a, a bar room full of people or whatever, right. it's going to make everyone a little happier. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's kind of the yeah good yeah. seriously. Yeah. No, it's, it's very, very true. Yeah. You know? And just, I don't know, it's just something I'm just now starting to learn, you know, <laughs> and use. Yeah. So it's it's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a great spot to end it. Right so, on. Cool. Guys, thank you very much. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. Thank you, man. No, no, yeah. Very cool. Really good experience. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, so, come see this, us at Parker Player sometime. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, please, yeah. Yep. Just don't watch me. If I'm performing, just don't. Just turn <laughs> just, it yeah, don't. If you could just yeah, have and, your back and, turned yeah. to the stage, I'd love yeah, it. Yeah, if you could avoid all eye contact. Yes, that would with be us, good. Because, yeah. yeah, we're horrible, dreadful people and we hate ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Rick, you want to take us out on some uh, master voiceover into the microphone? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Matt Sonnenclair podcast. Did I say Sodnikar right? Sodnikar. So, damn it. <laughs> Scratch Take two. That. Take two. We'll this. That in post, post. Okay, thank God. Probably not. This has been the Matt. No, okay. Okay. This has been the Matt Sodnikar podcast. Good night. Did I say it right? I didn't. Sodnikar. Damn it. Sodnikar. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Just, just, Line. hey, hey, you 60 Line. people, just listen Line. to the damn thing. Tell a friend. Okay, let's get it up to 120, huh? <laughs> Come on. Quit slacking here. This is good stuff. Even though I can't pronounce a guy's last name and neither can you, just listen. All right? 120. I'm expecting it from you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Yeah. <laughs>